0: Welcome Comfort at Home listeners. This is the Barking Truth presented to you by Comfort at Home Pet Services. This podcast will reveal the Barking Truth about what is actually happening in the pet industry so that you can gain knowledge and education to keep our pets safe, healthy, and well. I will be your host, Jennifer Seibel, Certified Professional Pet Sitter. Dog Bite Prevention Educator, Fear Free Certified, Pet First Aid and CPR Trained, and owner of Comfort at Home Pet Services. I hope you enjoy. Welcome. In this episode, I want to talk about customer compliance. And what I mean by customer compliance is I don't feel that a lot of our customers understand what we do as being pet sitters, dog walkers, anything like that. Sometimes I feel like they think that we're just waiting for them to contact us, that there are only customers that nothing else in our life like matters and that they're only we're only sitting here waiting for them to contact us. I learned early on with dealing with this pet sitting you know, company and industry, we need to have our own self-care time. We need to have time for ourselves, for our families, for our own pets. A lot of the time I've sat here nonstop going and taking care of everybody else's pets and I sit back and I'm like, I haven't even had a chance to be with my own pets. To be with my own husband. So it's all about self-care and putting our clients in a ring where they understand that we need time for ourselves. We can only be the best that we can be if we are relaxed, if we are, you know, okay to deal with their pets. But when we're stressed and we're constantly going, we're constantly working, pet sitters. We work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, including holidays, holidays, weekends. Those are some of our busiest times. And a lot of times I'll get contacted by clients that, hey, I need you to take care of my pet this weekend. I have a wedding I have to go to. I sit here and I'm like, you've known about this wedding for six months to a year. And you're just now letting me know When I had my own personal plans, I had time off to decompress with everything I've been dealing with. We need to take that time for ourselves. I've learned throughout the years, I try to take at least one weekend a month off. And a lot of you that might be listening to this is like, wow, Jen, one weekend a month, is is that enough? It's not. It's not. But I understand and I know that these pets need me. So I try to take one week and a month off. But because I have staff members that I work with, it's, it's not really a day off for me. I'm still making sure the pets they're with are okay, that they're okay. And everything is going on. I have a vacation coming up soon. I'm stressed about that because even though I'm going to be out of the state, I still need to make sure my pet sitters are where they're supposed to be. There's no emergencies. Do they need a credit card to handle you know, medical expenses? Is the client out of town? What's going on? It's still a stressful situation. I'm still on the clock 24 hours a day. Being a pet sitter, you need to have some self-care for yourself. And you need to take those times. And a lot of times people are like, oh, well, this client just needs me this one time, this needs that, or I understand that emergency situations come up and I live in the real life, that something can happen that somebody's hospitalized, you need to jump in. But other times we have to sit here and think, like, which clients do we want to take on during this time? Is this a client who is constantly... Letting us know at the last minute they need pet care. And this is supposed to be my weekend off. You are no good to that animal when you are not relaxed and you are stressed and you're going 24 hours a day. You're no good to that animal. And sometimes it has to be a tough decision where you push them off onto somebody else. I've gotten phone calls at midnight. My pet has, my dog ate my thong. What do I do? Hey, Jen, um, calling me at 2 o'clock in the morning or texting me at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I want to know if you're available three months from now. I have an online system. Anybody can go onto my online system for free. It does not cost you anything. You can go on there and see if I'm booked, put appointments in, what not. But when I'm being disturbed throughout the night for a pet who is not currently under my care, I can't get enough rest to take care of those pets. I need to deal with them the next day. And I think sometimes a lot of our clients just think that we're just sitting by, waiting for them to contact us, and that we're just going to jump at a at a moment's notice and. Because of what we do and because we care so much, we want to do that for our clients. We want to do it for not only the clients, but we want to do it for the pets. And sometimes that is not helpful for us. And we have to set boundaries. I've learned to set my boundaries. I deal with clients and clients' calls between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. at night. After 8 p.m., I'm making sure... I'm home safe. My pet sitters are home safe. We're doing our bedtime tuck ins We're doing certain things. I do, not, I do not feel it's respectful to contact somebody after 8 o'clock at night. So I set those boundaries. I don't return phone calls on the weekends. A lot of the times, most of my phone calls, Mondays, are horrendous for me because I'm dealing with phone calls that have come in through the weekend. Sometimes people think that we're supposed to just answer our phones all the time. You need to take that time for yourself. Sometimes I'm busy during the weekends, but if I'm not and I have time in between, I want to spend it with my family. I want to spend it with my friends. I want to spend it with my own animals. And a lot of times people don't realize That we have our own pets and families that we want to be with. And they just expect us to be there for them all the time. And sometimes it comes to a point where it can be very disrespectful to us. It becomes disrespectful when they're expected and they're expecting us to contact them back right away. Or, oh my gosh, you don't have availability to us when we're asking for something on short notice. A lot of my good clients, I have great clients. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, lie about that. I have great clients. I have great clients that will come back. They go on the same trip. They have vacation time the same time every year. They have a timeshare. They have something going on. They go on their family vacation the same time every year. I do it. I go on my vacation in September, right around my me and my husband's anniversary, we have the same dates every year. We have the same dates every year in, in May, right before you know the crowds start coming, we go on vacations. I get that. I have awesome clients who when they come back from their trip, they will automatically book me for the next year. If you have a good pet sitter, you have a good person who is taking care of your pets, you want to have them every time. You need to be scheduling with them well in advance. Right now, yes, we are dealing with the COVID era. Everybody wants to get out of town. And and I joke around a lot and I say all my clients have, like, this special group that they contact and say, Hey, when can we inconvenience Jen and let's all go away at the same day? And... Sometimes I feel that that's that's what a lot of my clients do, but they need to understand for me to take the best care of their pets, I need my own time. I need to decompress. We work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even being a business owner, I would never tell anybody to own their own business. You're constantly taking care of your employees. You're making sure all your clients are handled. You're making sure you never have a day off. So when I talk about self-care, you need to make sure that you have time for yourself. Not only to take care of the pets that are in your care, but to help those future pets that you're going to be taking care of. I have clients that, like I said, book me a year in advance. They'll come home from their trip. They'll schedule me for the next year. I absolutely love that because then I can control my schedule. I can make sure I am the best person for the job that they need me to do. I can be who I need to be to take care of their pets. It all comes down to respect. A lot of clients just feel that we should be available to them 24 hours a day. That's just not possible. A lot of people and our clients don't understand that we are giving up a lot. A lot to deal with their pets and to be in their homes and dealing with their pets compared to being at home and dealing with my own pets. I sacrifice And, and any pet sitter will tell you this. If they are in a relationship, they're married, they're engaged, whatever. It is a hardship on the marriage. It is a hardship on their relationship because you're not around. You're not around. Clients are constantly contacting you for things, and they do it at ridiculous hours of the night and the day. And these clients sometimes can be overwhelming, where they feel that you're just sitting around waiting for them, that they're paying your bills. It's not. I have a lot of clients who all together pay my mortgage, pay my bills, pay to put food on my table but what am i losing out of this and when you're starting a pet sitting business you need to think about this you need to think about what you're sacrificing to deal with this i sacrifice having a relationship with my husband being around i sacrifice me dealing with new puppies in my house my own dogs i i sacrifice my dogs right now think that I'm just the person who stops through every once in a while because I'm never home. I'm constantly out taking care of everybody else's animals. And by the time I get home, I'm tired. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time to deal with my own pets. So I am thankful that my husband deals a lot with getting them out on a walk, getting them fed, getting them this, because my hours are kind of crazy. So you kind of need to think about that when you're talking about and thinking about opening a pet-sitting business. Like, what are you sacrificing for this? And I think that's a big problem with our clients don't understand what all we sacrifice as a person, as a human being, to take care of their pets. And that's why sometimes they'll be a little lax and think that they can let us know last minute that they need us. And a lot of the times we cave. We cave because we feel bad for the animal. Their owners are out of town. We don't want to send it to somebody else because we could lose their business. We could do this. What we need to be thinking about as pet sitting business owners is what's the long term of this? Am I sacrificing watching my children grow up? Watching my dogs grow up? for somebody who's disrespectful to me. I have clients who, I had a client once who literally got a security system in their house for their son. Their son was doing some weird stuff in the house, coming and going, blah, blah, blah. So she told me she got a security system. I understood that. She gave me my code to get in and out of the house. What I was not aware of and what she did not make me aware of Is that she put video cameras through the house with the security system? Next thing I know is there is a security camera over the bed I was sleeping in for overnights at her house. It wasn't until next morning she contacted me asking how the dogs were doing. And she said to me, Oh, I saw them cuddling up with you in the middle of the night. That was a violation of my. Personal space. When I'm sleeping at your house, I don't mind cameras being anywhere except for where I'm changing or where I'm sleeping. I don't know what I do in my sleep. And unfortunately, I had to let this client go. And she blasted me everywhere. I'm unprofessional. I'm this, I'm that. You videotaped me and logged in in the wee hours of the night while I was sleeping and watched me sleep with your pet. That is just, to me, beyond disgusting, and it is beyond what a violation to me is. When we come into your homes and we're taking care of your pets in your homes, if you have a professional pet sitter, they're being respectful of everything in your home. They're not using your appliances. They're bringing their own food. They're not eating your stuff. They're being respectful. They are not there for a vacation for themselves. They're there to take care of your pets. I mean, a lot of the time my husband drives by my places and my pet sits and he leaves food in my car for me because I might not have time to run out and get something to eat and he wants to make sure I ate for the night. So he will literally leave food in my car so that I have nourishment so that I can continue to take care of your pets. There has to be, when we're dealing with, you know, clients and compliance, that they are respectful of our time. They're not sitting here giving us a sob story about, oh, I didn't realize this, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, and expecting us to take our time off to to handle a situation. There's a saying out here that says, An emergency, poor planning on your part does not mean an emergency on mine. Pet sitters need to understand this. Poor planning on your part as the client does not mean it is an emergency on mine. I have other clients who are respectful to me that plan years in advance. And because you're giving me two days notice, I'm supposed to drop everything and handle you, please be respectful to your pet sitter and understand that they're giving up a lot, a lot to deal with you and your pet. They're missing out on their kid's graduation. They're missing out on time with their children. I'm missing out time with my puppies. I'm missing out time with my husband to take care of your pets. And for you to just think that at the snap of a finger, I'm going to be available to take care of your pets is very presumptuous. It's it's very just rude. It's not helpful. If you care about us and you want us to give the best care possible for your pets, please, please plan ahead. So in with planning ahead, like I said, I have a lot of clients who book me years in advance. I can't let them down when they have been respectful and let me know a year in advance that they need my services to just jump all of a sudden and take care of you. And sometimes a lot of clients will think like two months in advance is good enough notice. A lot of the time it is not. Get your pet sitter on board with you for what you need when you know you are going to need it. A lot of professional pet sitters understand that emergencies happen. If all of a sudden your your daughter or yourself goes into labor and you need somebody to come and take care of your pet, a lot of the time they'll be respectful to you. As long as you've been respectful to them, that they will be there to take care of your pet. It's all about having respect in both ways and both situations. I have many clients who check in with me throughout the day. Are you okay? I know that it's storming. I hope you're doing okay. I saw that you have a new dog. That just goes to show how much they care about me and not that I'm just taking care of their pets. When you're in somebody's home you become more than just a pet sitter. And you have to kind of think about what is more important, just being there for somebody who just contacts you when you need them or somebody who doesn't. So let's go on to pricing. I know that a lot of us are dealing with the COVID age. We're having to buy masks. We're having to buy gloves. This this raises what our expenses are dealing with the pet sitting industry to keep our clients safe. And I just recently had a price increase. I didn't have one client of mine flinch about any of it. But I know a lot of pet sitters worry. They worry, is, is somebody going to say something about this, that I'm too expensive, I'm too this, I'm too that. You need to respect yourself and the care that you give and if somebody knows that you care as much about their pets and you're taking great care of them the price isn't going to be an option for them and in all honesty if it is they can find somebody cheaper they can go to an app they can find somebody else you can always find somebody else who is cheaper it, it, that does not mean you're getting the quality of care does not mean you're getting the quality of care that they would get with you. And you have to kind of think, like, does this person respect me enough that they want to pay my rates? I have a lot of, you know, pet sitters who are worried about raising their prices and devalue themselves. Well, this client has been a client of mine for a long time. Um, this has happened. This has happened. I want to keep taking care of their pets. You're devaluing yourself when you go ahead and allow discounts or you're allowing somebody to push you around. If they cared about you and they understand, look at what all you're sacrificing as a pet care professional. You're sacrificing your time, your time with your family that you will never get back. You are sacrificing a lot. To take care of somebody else's animals. So for somebody to come back to you, well, I only want to pay this much. Is it really worth it to you when they want to argue with you about what your pricing is? Is it really worth it to you if they don't respect you enough to pay what you feel that you deserve? Gas prices go up and fluctuate all the time. It's not every other day that a pet sitter is raising their prices because of gas. But we're driving from house to house to house to house to house. That does not mean every other day our prices are changing. But we need to be respectful of what our time and what our energy is with things. You're not going to have people going into a grocery store like Giant Eagle, and arguing about the price of a tomato. It's the price that it is. You pay it. If you don't have a coupon, okay, see ya. They're not going to sit there and put up with it. So why is it that because we are so compassionate that we worry about things like this? My time is worth something. I'm sacrificing a lot to take care of your pet. And people should be respectful of that, that I am sacrificing time away from my own home, time away from what I want to do to come and take care of your pets, and all we ask for is that you show us the same respect that we're showing you. We're relaxed. We're taking our compassion time. We're taking time to make sure that we're well taken care of to give the best possible service for your pets. So on with client compliance. I have many different rules and stuff in my service contract. Every professional pet sitter should have a service contract. Mine states what my business hours are. You can contact me Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. If you contact me after that, it could take a little while for me to get back to you. I do not return phone calls on the weekends because I I do have plans. I try to take some self-care time. I might still be doing jobs. I have weekends that I take off. I would appreciate when clients aren't like, can you just change your weekend, can you still fit me in, can you, I need that time for myself and I deserve it. And you need to feel as a pet caregiver that you deserve that time. So, also in my uh, contract for service, I also do not deal with people who use abusive materials and use abusive equipment on their pets it causes a danger to me as well as my pet sitters. I do not want a pet who is going to be aggressive and can cause harm to us. It needs to be checked out by a behavior list, and I have the option to not take care of your pet because something abusive has happened to your pet. And I request that my pet sit, my, my clients... I need to worry about the safety of my pet sitters as well as the safety of myself. And I request that my clients, if I can't help you, I refer you to somebody who I know and trust, is going to let me know of anything that's going on, and I can help them deal with the situation and make sure that when I'm next taking care of that pet. That it is in safe control that I'm not putting myself or my pet sitters in danger. People who are using abusive equipment on their pets, it causes aggression issues. We'll get into this in other episodes when we're talking about training, things like that. But I have many clients who have come to me that they've used abusive trainers. Their pet's now aggressive. Their pet's doing this, their pet's doing that. That is causing a dangerous situation for me. So, it is in my contract that you only deal with people who I know and I trust and I can work with them. It takes a village. They say it takes a village to raise children. It takes a village to raise dogs as well. You need to understand the body language. You need to understand there's some people out here who just want to take your money. And they want to do whatever they want to your pet to get that money. And they don't care who they harm in the meantime. And that's a problem. That's a problem when I'm sacrificing so much on my end with my own personal life to take care of your pet and I'm being put in a dangerous situation. So client compliance is extremely important. And a lot of times as pet sitters we sit here and think like, What do we want to do? What can we do? Do we want to help this person? Do we not? It's not about helping that person. That person, your client, needs to have respect for you. If they do not have respect for you, is it worth it? What are you giving away and what are you sacrificing to help them? If it's an emergency situation, that's a whole different situation. But when they cannot respond to, okay, we don't want you using these type of trainers, you need to use a trainer we recommend. I've dropped a client most recently because they used an aversive trainer who was going to abuse the dogs instead of checking with me first. I had to drop them. I'm not going to put my people in danger. There's times where people have contacted me. Again and again and again, last minute, I need pet services this weekend, two days from now. I'm I'm booked. I'm sorry. You've known about this event for a while. I can refer you to somebody else. And maybe somebody else is more than willing to take on a pet sit during that time because they need the extra money or things like that. I need my time because I am not the best for your animal when you're constantly asking for last-minute things. When I have somebody who wants to argue with me about the pricing, things like that, are you really the right fit for me? I'm sacrificing so much. Do I want to give in to you? Do I Do I deserve more? It's all about valuing your time, your sacrifice. So, I hope some of this helps. I hope that this helps with a lot of client compliance and that people and pet sitters will will realize and understand that we do much more than walk dogs. We're not sitting around waiting for everybody to call, that this is a calling for us and we want to do the best that we can. And in that, that we expect certain things from our clients. Our clients don't expect us and don't want us to come into their house and rob them. That does not mean that they have the opportunity to rob us of what our worth is. So tune in next week.